Ich plane. This is Mika Kati, the podcast, and we bring you rich conversations about and around young movers and shakers. So grab that cap, because it's about time. Hey, 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 yo, beautiful people, ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing today? How are you doing this beautiful weekend? Uh, what's happening? What's popping? Where is it popping out? Party Ikoapi. Yo, man, it's been a while. It's been a while, man. I have to say it's been a while since I attended some parties. So invite Zikuje and trust me, I won't, uh, I won't disappoint. I'll come through. <laughs> And Joe, I'm your host, I'm your host, so Juang Bill, but you can call me OJ the Daddy. I, I won't take any offenses in that because uh, some people find Juang quite uh, rural. <laughs> so I'll get you and actually trust me, understand when you want to use OJ the Daddy, it sounds more urban and fancy. I'll always give you that gentleman's nod and yeah, man. That's my name, that's my name. Yo, and this is Mikakati the podcast, the podcast where we bring you talks and conversations around uh, young people who are making efforts in different uh, spaces and industries to leave a mark and not only leave a mark but uh, ultimately make the world uh, a better place we believe in young people we share in the efforts we share in the failures of young people we believe that when given a chance young people will never disappoint but as i earlier mentioned in episode one we just don't need chances man we need chances and the tools to get the job done so karibuni sana karibuni sana to mikakati episode 3 and uh, just a reminder mikakati is currently on six major platforms that is major podcast platforms we are currently on anchor fm we are on itunes we are on google podcast we are on radio republic we are on pocket casts and yo, you can always take the RSS feed and play the podcast from your favorite podcast as a Mahani platform. And karibuni sana, karibuni sana. I'm, I'm happy, I'm happy that uh, we, you, you had a chance to, to tune in and just listen in and uh, shukran sana. And yo, shikadao, man, I, I have to I have to apologize. We, we publish our episodes every Friday, but we... I uh, had some technical glitch somewhere that made it quite uh, impossible for us to, to, to publish uh, episode 3. And in the process, uh, we were trying to just get it right. We, we, we lost some aspects of uh, our audio. So, yo man, yo man, I, I know, I know. We promised and I'll continue promising that we'll get new quality stuff. So there was a glitch kidogo with the, the audio in this uh, episode. That is the audio from uh, the recording that I made with some two amazing, amazing ladies. We'll uh, just uh, get to listen in, just listen to what they have to say in uh, in a second. And yes, 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 I think it's about time. It's about time that I introduce the two ladies. Uh, we have uh, two special, amazing ladies in episode uh, three. We have uh, Immaculate Karanja and Maureen Gikonyo, who co-founded Speak, Mind and Love. So Speak, Mind and love is an organization a non-profit organization that advocates and champions for mental 
health awareness. Uh, you realize that um, mental health uh, awareness has been taking center stage. We have people like uh, Immaculate and Maureen making us aware that your argument it's 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 normal for you to uh, feel uh, vulnerable. It's normal for you not to be okay. It's it's normal. It's normal for you to feel uh, to feel low. And uh, a lot of young people are a lot of young people are struggling with mental health issues. And uh, one of the reasons why this is happening is because we have uh, expectations, like too much expectations from uh, the society. And it starts from our households. That is, uh, from the immediate family, where a lot of expectation is put on you. Uh, here you are, you are a graduate, uh-huh. Um, you are phone for maybe you do not have somewhere to go to, and you are expected to kind of contribute towards uh, uh earning some sort of livelihood for the family, uh, or you just uh you, you're having this small business which is not picking, and uh, already people want uh some sort of uh financial assistance from you. We we have uh, where young people today are looking for jobs, man. Johnny Aje Kazi Haziko. And see, these are some of the things that um, bring about uh, a lot of stress, a lot of de- depression, uh, anxiety. And uh, so in this episode, we talk to these two amazing ladies to get to know more about mental health, a general mental health awareness. And uh, I'm happy, so much happy that... Uh, uh, they are doing what they are doing and I'm, I'm I'm really really proud that it's young people making uh, such efforts so yo kamakawaida mika kati we have you sorted we've got uh, we've got your your drink <laughs> I don't want to say your drink uh, I know my friends what wasako uh, I'm not I'm not talking about the black can uh uh-uh. uh no 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 bottles clicking here and there <laughs> We've got your cup of tea, we've got uh, your, your coffee, we've got your chocolate, we've got your soya, so grab that cup and uh, let's get this thing going because it's about time. Okay, hi Bill. Okay, so my name is Maureen Gikonyo, just like you've mentioned. Um, who is Maureen? <laughs> well, that question is uh, really confuses me a lot. But um, nowadays, I'm getting to know myself a little bit more better and um, the kind of person I am. But to start with, I am a mental health advocate. I am 24 years old. I'll be 25 years old in a week's time. I'm very excited. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, and um, um, I'm also a very resilient and a very hardworking person. I've gotten this from the life I've lived uh, over the years and living with my mom and uh, seeing how hard she's worked. I've, be- I've become a very hardworking and a very resilient person. And Maureen Gikonyo does not believe um, in any impossibilities. I believe that everything in this world can be achieved if we put the work and if we believe. I believe in failure. I believe in hitting rock bottom because I've hit rock bottom once in a while. But I also believe in bouncing back and getting back on track. So basically that is Moringi Konyo and also um, I am a sister, I am an aunt and I am also an aspiring mother. 
thank you. <laughs> yeah, so I'm doing good. I am very glad to be here today having this important discussion. Thank you so much for having us. So just like Maureen, I am also in the process of knowing myself better. I think it's a process, it's a process and it never ends because we are always changing, experiencing new things, getting new roles and identities, so you have to change a bit. But who is immaculate? I'd say first I am a social worker by profession. I am an aspiring counselor. I am a mental health advocate. And I'm a person who loves to spread love and a very big fan of safe spaces. And um, yeah, I think that for now we'll do. <laughs> so, Faith, Mind and Love Foundation is an organization that does mental health awareness. And how this came about was um, I, I knew Maureen from high school. We were in high school together at Bishop Gatimo. And then we also happened to go to the same university, though different campuses. We were both at Moy University. She was in main campus. I was in Yala with you, Bill. Kule, kule, kule. But in the process, we had been communicating and had always wanted to start a program together, mainly to give back to the community. And around 2018, we started having a, having a conversation on, you know, uh, maybe you could start something to do with mental health, because we have both had our journeys with mental health issues like depression, anxiety, and it is a reason that mental health awareness was starting. And that is how Speak Mind and Love Foundation came to be. Uh, so slowly by slowly, we started learning about the field, engaging with other actors in the field, and we are very glad and grateful to God because he has made Speak Mind Love be. Yeah. And the inspiration came about, you know, both of us have done um, courses or at, related to mental health because I've done special needs um, and I specialized uh, in emotions and behavior and Immaculate has done social work. So we were very, very interested, not only because of our careers, but because of what we went through in life. Um, and we have faced so much judgment going through that process, you know, um, we've had people bashing us, um, people, uh, you know, losing friends, losing people in our lives because of that process. And why was that? Because mental health was not recognized or it was still a taboo topic and it's still a taboo topic in some parts of the country. And we realized that we have work to do. We have work to do for the young people because People are going through so much every day and they are being judged for what they are going through. And we didn't want to see people going through what we went through. And we decided why not teach people about mental health from what we've learned in our, uh, from our experience and from our schools. Why don't we teach people about mental health? Because this is a God-given role. We need to work on it. So we decided to come up with this amazing uh, initiative 
and just like Immaculate has said, it's been work in progress, it's been growing, uh, just knowing people in the field, uh, establishing partnerships and collaboration, it's been really amazing uh, and challenging at the same time. Um, maybe to mention a bit uh, on our personal experiences, let me say on my side, I personally went through mild depression and anxiety, which I realized way later, I didn't even know that I was going through this, which means that it is actually possible to be going through mental health issues without knowing. And you can imagine I realized this after campus or in the middle of campus somewhere. And in the process of trying to understand it, I attributed it to childhood experiences like bullying. I'd gone through bullying in primary. These are parts of me that probably my friends didn't even know and you know and i also didn't know that it had affected me that much and also losing our friend the manga from campus through suicide also really was a big contributor because it made me realize that people are actually suffering in silence and we do not know what to do about it so for me those are the personal experiences that also precipitated wanting to do this uh, maybe Maureen could share in the process, but she also went through depression, and that's why we are saying yes, it is because of our personal experiences and the need to help people going through this that we found it best to have such a platform. I don't know, before I go to the program, if Maureen would also want to share, or we can just proceed. Well, um, if I start sharing my story, it's going to take uh, so much time. Um, and nowadays, I don't know why I really, uh, the other day I just uh, was giving out my story and I got a little bit emotional, so forgive me yeah, if I do. I, I just don't know why uh, nowadays it happens uh, that way, but um, it's, been, it's been a journey. It's been a journey uh, from childhood traumas. I mean, um, I've been raised by a mother who's uh, had, had leukemia. And um, she's the breadwinner up to now. Um, she's a cancer survivor for 17 years. But you know, um, having to see your mother in and out of hospital every time, it's not an easy thing. So I'm just going to speak about uh, just part of my story because we're going to take a lot of time. Um, you know, um, I've been keeping in a lot as a child. You know, I've been seeing a lot going uh, on in my environment. But, you know, just just like I'm mentioning, like seeing my mom in and out of hospital has really been um, breathtaking. <laughs> Let me just say that. Because uh, nobody wants to see or nobody hopes for the worst for their parents. And, you know, also those thoughts of, uh, you know, she's, well, is she going to make it? Is she not going to make it? And um, I came to a point where um, uh, just growing up with those fears and those, uh, the, oh, will she, will she not, you know? And I got to a point where I did my KCSE and I, I thought I'd pass with flying colors. But yes, I didn't fail. I got to campus, but I didn't get the scores that I wanted, you know? And I know so many people are going through this right now um, with the standards that the society is setting for you academically. 
and I didn't get those scores that I really wanted or really the society that the society wanted me to have. So that came my first at, uh, suicide attempt uh, when I got my KCSE results because it was still the same year that my mom was uh, flying to India for treatment. Um, then I got to campus, of course, and um, I got into a relationship as a very naive girl, uh, just completed uh, high school. I mean, so many people get into relationships and I know relationships are uh, one of the major contributing factors to mental challenges right now. Um, because uh, we are, I feel like we're not really informed very well about relationships. So, um, you know, just like any other relationship you know uh, it was great then i reached a point that i got dumped and i think at this point i lost control i've been holding in a lot um and at this point i lost control i couldn't control my emotions anymore you know so i i got i got um I, I, I started uh, seeking solace in alcohol. I lost 10 kgs uh, within a month. That was very risky, you know, because I lost appetite. And uh, when, uh, when I was going through these motions, I had roommates in campus who moved out because they felt now, you know, Maureen is becoming a bad girl. I was no longer going to class. Um, I was no longer, you know, having my, my ways, you know, these are people who have been raised right morally. So they wouldn't want to have friends who are going astray. So, you know, it was uh, kind of misunderstood that I was going astray, but really I was seeking, I was trying to scream for help that I'm not okay. So when I was in second year, that was my second suicide attempt. Um, but I really, I thank God that this did not succeed because um, at still at the same point is when my course was cancelled. Um, when I was in campus, when I was just getting to my third year, I'd not started that year, but when I was just getting to it, you know, and they say that this course is not valid, it's not recognized by the government. Um, you need to start all over again. You can imagine two years in campus wasted. You know, and you're still going through your motions and all. So I've 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 gotten to do my course, my current course, um, till I graduated in a very unstable place because I was not well emotionally, and you know, also the trauma of just starting all over again um, can be very bad. But I really thank God. I'm I'm always saying that it's God's plan. You know, God really wanted me to be in this field and he has a purpose for everybody in this life. And whether this purpose is recognized negatively or positively, God will always make it. I mean, you will always, God will always make sure that you're living your purpose. So every step is, or every experience is a step to your purpose. You know, so that is up to now. Every time I go through a challenge, I'm, I'm, this is just uh, this is just part of the process. And right now, I trust the process. So really, I won't give uh, the whole story because of time. But let me let me just stop there. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Maureen, you can go ahead. Okay. So um, you know, uh, I've 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 been realizing, or rather, we've been realizing that when uh, we go to the field. Um, that people are confusing between uh, mental health and uh, 
mental conditions or rather the mental challenges, disorders, uh, what else, uh, which is uh, issues, there's a confusion. But really, mental health is the state of well-being. You know, how you're able to function every day, uh, how you're able to handle the everyday stresses, just how you're able to cope with all this. Because really, challenges are inherent in human beings. We cannot avoid them. There's no day that we are going to say that, you know, my life is so perfect. Um, I don't have challenges. I've been living a perfect life. I don't even know what challenges are, you know. But really, mental health is the state of well-being how we are able to cope every day with these challenges and just go on with our lives. Um, but mental health uh, disorders, challenges, issues, these are conditions now that affect our moods, they affect our emotions, and they affect our behaviors. So there's a difference between what mental health is and what mental uh uh, disorders, challenges, and issues are. So the issues are, are conditions that affect our behavior, moods, uh, and our emotions. So most of them um, maybe are anxiety disorders, the most common ones, the mood disorders, the personality disorders, uh, ADHDs, and all that. So yeah, that's just how I define, uh, I differentiate between mental health and what mental disorders are. Okay. So um, I love that Maureen has said that because that is now normally our main program of creation of awareness because just as she has said, there's a misconnection or, or a misunderstanding of really what is mental health. When we say the word mental health, the first thing that comes to our mind is the mental illnesses that she has now mentioned. And most of the time the image that you have of mental health is maybe I can say when there was emo because that is what the society has you know made this to look like but mental health does not necessarily mean that just as Maureen has explained and one example I always love to give that is relatable to all of us common mental health issue that everyone at some point goes through is stress because stress may not be at the optimum level of well-being. You know, when you're stressed, you're low and you're not very good. So, and that's a basic which everyone goes through. So the first program is creation of awareness, just to help people understand what mental health is. And most of the time after we do this awareness, you normally realize, ah, so I have been going through a mental health issue. Just like I didn't know what I was going through were mental health issues. So that's the first one. The second one is providing emotional support. And we do this through uh, support group systems. Currently, we've been doing through this through online support group systems, through WhatsApp. We also have linkages to counselors when you need one-on-one -on -one counseling. Um, so emotional support is now what follows the awareness creation. After that, we also have resilience programs. Just like Maureen has said, problems will always be there. Challenges are always going to be part of life because life is not smooth, it has ups and downs. But the main question is, how are you able to cope with the challenges that are coming? 
Yeah, so there has been a lot of talk about our current generation and the coming generations, that we are not as resilient as the past generation, and that's why we are becoming affected by all these problems. So resilience building is also one of the things that we like focusing on, because if you are able to deal with the challenges head on, you'll be able to come out of it strongly. Uh, the other programs are in advocacy and policy, where we, together with different partners, we collaborate in just seeing what needs to be done in this field to bring about change. And that also involves organizing events around mental health. Like previously, this month that just ended in October, we had a mental health event on the World Mental Health Day and we have annual events for that day. So such kind of work and programs around mental health, if I have left any, maybe Maureen could also add or help me there. Well, um, uh, not really. I think you handled it very well. Um, just to say that also we are working on some upcoming uh, projects and programs uh, that we are aiming to do. Um, but um, just really to say that we are an all-inclusive uh, organization. We focus on all groups um, that, you know, we because we believe that mental health is should be a priority to everybody's life. Despite of your background, uh, your culture, your race, um, you know, we focus on all groups. We are an all-inclusive um, um, uh, organization, and we also focus on the minority groups uh, of people with special needs, uh, people from vulnerable societies, and we are really working very hard also to receive fundings because we believe uh, right now that the most challenging thing uh, in our society is that the youth cannot, I mean, are not able to access therapy because um, they are finding it a little bit more expensive. So we are trying to work uh, as hard as we can to get fundings um, so that we can also recruit, uh, just like Immaculate has said, we are working with, uh, with, uh, with counselors uh, to recruit counselors uh, in our organizations that we can be able to pay so that they can be able to at least provide free support to the vulnerable uh, groups that cannot afford counseling because um, that is a, a main challenge right now and it's part of our upcoming projects. So um, allow me to just end it there, but um, yes, we have upcoming projects and uh, we are looking forward to them. So in my opinion, this is a personal opinion and I would really insist that we create awareness widely because Without really understanding what mental health is, just as we've expounded here, it's very difficult for people to now understand that we need affordable services, we need this and that, we need the government to provide finances. So for me, on the grassroots level, I would really wish and hope that everyone understands what mental health is. Because after we understand what mental health is, we are going to realize that it has touched each and every one of us in one way or another. And from that, we are now going to make 
advocacy serious because now we are going to say this is a health issue just like malaria and HIV. The government needs to provide affordable services, build more structures, change the laws that are go against mental health, like criminalization of suicide. So for me, um, I'd say the thing that needs to urgently be addressed is widespread awareness. It would be amazing if I go to my community at my social place and they know what mental health is. Because now from that we'll be able to advocate for even primary health care services on the ground. Yeah. Well, um, uh, I think Immaculate has handled it very well, but maybe what I can add is um, I think we need to start dealing with the root cause. Okay? We need to start looking at what is really the challenge on the ground. And from our interaction with the, you know, from the grassroots level, finances are really becoming a major thing, you know? Right now, so many people are unemployed. So many people are going through retrenchments. I mean, I'm speaking currently with the, with the crisis, COVID-19 crisis. And, um, you know, so many people have never also been to workplaces, but these people have you know, they're well-educated, they've gone through the school systems, you know, the society has set standards for them. Um, you know, we need to, after school, you need to look for a job, you need to venture into the career that you had. But are we really teaching people on other skills, you know? Are we only equipping people with skills on, um, you know, educational skills, or are we also teaching them about other skills, other informal skills that we can use in case there is no employment, you know, in case there is no, um, in case we are retrenched, in case we lose our jobs. Are we teaching people to follow their passion? Are we making people, are we uh, mentoring people to believe in their visions and their passions and their talents? Or are we only telling them, okay, after school, you need to look for this specific job and venture into this specific career. And then when we finish school and we grow, hakuna job, tuangeni hakuna job. And that is why most young people, are. we are getting most young people falling into depression. We are getting most of them having anxiety. Are we dealing with the root cause? Are we looking at the root cause so that we can prevent this for other generations? We have already damaged ours, but are we trying to look at other generations that are behind us? Because right now we are trying to deal um, with the issues uh, for our, our specific age, the people who are between uh, 20 to 30 years. We are specifically trying to deal with, or, you know, to make it, we've been hit by that reality that, you know, to metokashule, hakuna job. Akuna, you know, now we, we want to move out of our parents' home, we want to uh, establish our lives, we want to, you know, just move forward, but we do not have the means. So um, what I'd say that we need to urgently look at, we need to look at the root causes, because I know finances right now are really affecting people in our society, but I really believe in the potential of this country and I believe in the potential that is there uh, with the young people. If they are well mentored, we are going to deal with this 
very, very well and prevent a lot with the next generation. And also the other thing, um, right now we are getting a lot of, uh, you know, domestic violence. We are getting a lot of abuse and all that. And um, I remember this somewhere I went just the other day and, um, you know, a child came up to me and just told me that, you know, my mom calls me, you know, Guieno. That is a Kikuyu name for a dog. And exactly that is what the child has identified themselves with. So are we teaching, our, uh, are we trying to get, you know, programs out there, even to the vulnerable communities and to the grassroots level for children to be mentored for them to know their identity, that this is not what they identify with. They can do better in the society. They were born with a purpose. You know, are we getting that word out there to our children? Are we mentoring their talents, despite whether they have the money or not? Are we getting the word out there and telling them they can? Because I, be, I really believe in the potential of everybody and everybody can make it in this life if they are well mentored and if we are getting that capacity building to the society. So my, my take is if we can deal with the root causes, if we can also try to deal with the childhood traumas, and that is why nowadays people are embracing family therapy because we cannot just deal with one person in the, in the family and leave the environment that they are living in, okay? We need to deal with the society, with the, with, the, with, the, with the environment that person resonates with as a whole. So, um, really, I think that is what we need to deal with right now. Thank you. Let me say as mental health organization, because that is not only for us, um, the advocacy, the speaking about this as many times as possible is now making people start to realize that depression is real. So many people are going through depression in silence. And suicide is real. You know, previously, these were things that we couldn't even start thinking about, start talking about. The churches condemn them, our cultures condemn them. But these are real issues. So continuously talking about it is starting to bring the change in the narrative. It's starting to make people realize that they need to be conscious with things like self-care, I need to be conscious about what I'm taking in, whether it's from the news, whether it's from social media. I need to just make sure that I remain grounded and centered because it's very, very easy to be affected by mental health issues. Uh, so in terms of people starting to be aware, that is the first thing that I'd see. The second win I'd say is the government starting to, you know, make some changes here and there uh, to make sure that mental health is more embraced and people are reaching uh, help and the facilities and access to services better because uh, we saw that there was a task force that was uh, brought up to, to start researching on mental health. They came up with a report. There was a conference last year and one of the decisions was to make Madare Hospital, to revamp Madare Hospital, to change the face of Madare Hospital. And previously, recently, very recently, that was passed by the president. And, you know, these are some of the things that will make us move one step at a time. This is definitely going to be a very long journey, but we are starting to make 
steps very, very slowly and we are going to get there. And what I'd, I'd continue advocating is for us to continue talking about it. If we keep quiet about it, it will seem like the problem is now solved. But just like Maureen had said, the pandemic has really opened up the mental health issues that exist within us, from domestic violence to the more depression and anxiety cases, to more suicide cases. So let us continuously con- talk about this without teasing everyone in their status, because we never know who is suffering in silence, and we do not want to lose anyone by suicide. Yes, those are the, the wins that I can say I have seen. Well, uh, um, maybe just to say that I am very proud um, of the unity right now in our society um, when it comes to mental health, from the advocates to the organizations to the society itself, and um, just the way, uh, and also at the individual level, just the way that people are embracing this topic. And if we continue with this same um, trend, soon enough mental health will become a priority in our in our country and not only in our country but globally um, and also um, once we start taking care of ourselves we are also taking care of the other person um, and also uh, getting the word out there ha- has also been a very big achievement um, just letting people know uh, more about mental health and what it entails. I honestly be- believe that the change will start with you and me, which it has already started, and I really love the trend that is going uh, on in the society. So I think that's uh, what I will add for now. Maybe I can add something, uh, Bill. Um, another win that I've also, I'd, I'd also say is the reception of this mental health thing that we are talking about. Uh, people are now being more receptive to seeking help, and especially men. Honestly, that really made me so happy because previously men were not not let me say not allowed to seek help because there were all those thoughts of uh, men can't be vulnerable, men can can't you know say they are having stress at home because it seems like a sign of weakness. So, but now, because of um, how we are normalizing the conversation, people are becoming more comfortable with seeking help. And that's a very, very big win. And it does not mean that you're weak. It doesn't mean that you're less. It just makes you human. And it's okay to be human, and it's okay not to be okay. So that is also something that I have seen change over uh, since when we started this um, mental health journey. And it's a very good thing. Okay, so um, what I'd do differently um, maybe is uh, providing capacity building, uh, mental health community capacity building for the young people, okay? Because with this, we give young people a platform to be empowered and it is also a platform for their voices to be heard, you know? Uh, it also encourages young people to take on the challenges that we are facing. And because I'm also a young people, so I'm just going to use we. <laughs> uh, the challenges we are facing uh, currently. And it also gives us a sense of ownership and empowerment. And that is why I really believe that we need 
to normalize community dialogues and conversations when it comes to mental health. Um, another thing that I would also change, it, it is involving young people when it comes to policy making. You know, most of the time policies are being formulated, but we have not seen the voices of the young people being included. Most of the time we find that we are being included at the implementation uh, uh, part, at the implementation level, but we have not included young people's voices from the planning, you know? So we I would like to see that change in future, that young people's voices are included from the planning process and not just at the implementation process. Because Bill really, when it comes to problem solving, and I highly believe this, young people are the most innovative group. They have ideas that can really change and they have the potential to change this country and the world at large. They play a major role in ensuring that mental wellness is well catered for. Uh, is well catered for uh, at the decision making too. So we really need to include their voices. Um, and also something else um, that I would like to see uh, is also supporting yeah, young upcoming voices because we are seeing uh, young voices coming up, uh, some through music, some through drama, some through, you know, um, art. We are just seeing so many upcoming voices that if they are well mentored and if um, uh, if they are well catered for, we are going to take uh, mental health to a higher level. Just giving these uh, young people a platform for them to air their voices because I believe there are so many young people in this society that have their potential just that we have not realized it. So if we can realize that uh, young people are really capable if you can realize their potential. And I honestly believe up to now that if each policy maker takes one young person, like I said today, I'm taking a young person, you know, to mentor so that when it reaches that point that we are retiring, we know that there are people that are coming to take over, you know, and we have mentored them in the best way possible. So if each one of them Honestly, I believe if I was sitting in that table, I would take at least two or three people to mentor. Because I believe that it's going to be generational. Of course, our time is going to end. Another generation is going, another one. And if we can mentor them in the best way possible, trust me, this is going to be uh, the best place to live in. And we are going to tackle a lot. Um, mine will just be an addition to what Maureen has said uh, when it comes to community capacity building. How I believe that we will get to a point where we will have uh, safe spaces and support group systems in the community at the grassroots level. Because this is where these people come together to share ideas, to grow each other, to enhance each other's skills. At the same time, sharing what they are going through, the challenges, sharing experiences, you know, like someone who's made it through a certain challenge can share how they were able to do it and someone else could learn from that. So for me, it is creation of self-spaces, co-ground, 
and oh. empowering uh, different community stakeholders to help these young people. That will really help us move a lot, move steps forward, just like Maureen has said. We have uh, different social media pages. Uh, um, on Instagram, we are speak underscore mind underscore love underscore foundation. Uh, on Twitter, we are at SML Kenya at sml underscore kenya and facebook we are speak mind love foundation you can also get us on our email at info info at speakmindlove.org i'd say that uh for me one song that literally cannot leave my mind is who you are by jesse j because i feel like i am relating a lot to that song right now and the other one it's a fight between two major music <laughs> Aurora and Skeletons. Uh, well, maybe I could just say that uh, uh, recently I've been relating to Nadia Mukami. I really love this girl. And why I love her is because I believe so much in women empowerment. Uh, this girl is just 24 years old, but the work and the, and the determination she has, oh my God, wherever she is, keep on she's doing great <laughs> she is doing great so i i really love nadia mukami's songs they are full on my phone i really love that girl and um also i i really you know just to congratulate her for her good work and i really i really resonate with her songs and her hard work and her determination because just from her story she's come from very far and she's really going fast, so I, I really love her song. So maybe I can just resonate with her right now. Uh, thank you so thank much. You for bye. Okay, bye. Man, I have to say, man, I have to say what uh, these two beautiful and amazing ladies are doing. It takes uh, courage and, and passion and just trying to ensure that there are people out there, both young, elderly, uh, just get to know that uh, there is something called uh, mental health and uh, we need to talk about it. We need to be aware. We need to just uh, don't uh, assume that uh, someone is always okay because someone is putting on a smile. So uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks so much guys for coming through. Shukran sana. Shukran. And uh, we, we hope we hope that we will have uh, uh, an episode uh, in, the, in the near future so that we can just expound more on matters uh, mental health and just uh, what a speak mind in love is doing and uh, shukran sana shukran sana be sure to check out the amazing work done by speak mind love on their socials at uh, speak underscore mind underscore love underscore foundation on ig at sml underscore kenya and on facebook at speak mind love foundation and you can always uh, get in touch with them uh, through their mail that is uh, info at speakmindlove.org. So, guys, shukran sana. Shukran, and uh, we have uh, an amazing episode coming away on episode four. You don't wanna miss that, yo. And as always, uh, at me, Kekati, we are fun, we, we love music, and we'll hakikisha <laughs> that the two amazing ladies from uh, Speak Mind and Love get uh, their fair share so we have uh, Nadia Mkami featuring Sunny Pei Tande uh, we have the latest jam Wangu it's a beautiful music and we will also have uh, 
Who You Are by Jazzy J and that goes for Samahani Goes to Immaculate Nadia Mkami featuring Sanape Tande Goes to Moringi Konya So shukran sana ladies and uh, we hope you enjoy the music So watu wangu, santini sana, santini sana and let's uh, let's catch up man Let's uh, meet on Friday and have some rant <laughs> Have some good rant and uh, yo, keep safe Have a beautiful weekend, have a blessed weekend and uh, much love, much love and shukran. Man, that was some real talk. I guess I need another cup. Anyway, so let's listen in together every Friday and have some engaging conversations on Twitter at Mikakati Podcast, on IG at Mikakati underscore the podcast, and on Facebook at Mikakati the Podcast. Nice!
you ready? Yeah. Okay. Happy birthday, baby. Show your tie, shiny one. 